All right. Back on day 22, I reviewed Brene Brown's book, Dare to Lead. And during my preparation, I found so many things that I wanted to talk about, but could not fit in that podcast. (laughs) So we're going to dive into at least one of those today. Possibly two, but I I think one's going to be where we end up time-wise. Because I am going to try to stay as close to 15 minutes as I can. Uh, but this is uh, this is uh, the deeper thoughts section of the 100 days, so I may go a little longer. It's a warning for you. Uh, but welcome back to the podcast. It is day 33 of 100. Uh, my name is Heather Balsirik, and I am extremely happy that you are here with me for this discussion today. So let's let's kind of pick up just uh, we're going to pick up the book. Uh, this so this is Dare to Lead. I'm going to read a little bit from uh, and this is from the Rumbling with Vulnerability chapter. And she talks about the concept of perfection. Whew, perfection. Anybody else hear that word and go, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with perfectionism. I know. <laughs> Uh, but she talks about in this in this particular section, um, she said, you know, perfectionism is surrounded by uh, the is surrounded by mythology. And so um, below is kind of what she learned over the years and has shared in some for other work. And and this is what perfectionism is not. This is very clear. Perfectionism is not Uh, And so the first thing she says, it is not the same thing as striving for excellence. It's not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfectionism is a defensive move. Yes, (laughs) I've, I've been there to the point where perfectionism is not healthy. Um, Trying to always be perfect. the, The amount of stress that that can put on you is, is a lot. She says perfectionism is not self-protection or is not the self-protection we think it is. It's a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact it's the thing that's really preventing us from being seen. Yes. Uh, The next one, perfectionism is not self-improvement. Perfectionism is at its core about trying to earn approval. Uh, most perfectionists grow up being praised for achievement and performance, grades, manners, rule following, ex- appearance, sports, etc. And somewhere along the way, they adopted this dangerous and debilitating belief system. I am what I accomplish and how well I accomplish it. Please perform, perfect, prove. Healthy striving is self-focused. Like, how can I improve? And perfectionism is other-focused. What will people think? Perfectionism is a hustle. Mm, I feel so seen. This is, it's, it hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It, it hurts to read this stuff. Um, the next one is perfectionism is not the key to success. In fact, research, research shows that perfectionism hampers achievement. Perfectionism is correlated with depression, anxiety, addiction, and life paralysis or missed opportunities. The fear of failing, making mistakes, not meeting people's expectations, and being criticized 
helps keep us outside the arena where healthy competition and striving unfolds. And last, perfectionism is not a way to avoid shame. Perfectionism is a function of shame. I think we may dive into shame tomorrow. (laughs) Because that's a whole nother... That's a whole nother can of of worms and, and things that I want to get deeper into for sure. But I want to want to think about this where she talks about most perfectionists grew up being praised for achievement and performance. And I know in the past uh, I have I have even said I am a recovering perfectionist um, because perfectionism has been something throughout my life that I have dealt with. Some of this does come from that expectation of when I was when I was a child to be a good student, to bring home A's or risk punishment, and I was expected to perform well in school. I understand why my parents pushed me, and I certainly don't blame them for pushing me and wanting me to be the best that I can, but this is where I remember really first feeling that weight of perfectionism in my life. I remember I got a B on uh, on a test, or I don't know that it was my report card, but probably a test, and and I just, oh my God, I was crushed. Like, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be in so much trouble. I mean, it was just, it was a lot, and a lot, some of that weight was put on me by me, right? That, that, fear of letting my parents down, of of letting, you know, the people that believed in me that I could be, you know, all of these things. I was going to let them down by getting a B in this class or a B on this test. So I definitely, again, I don't, I don't blame my parents for pushing me to, to be the best and to do my best. But from there, from, from that, my mind really pushed me push that perfectionism. Like I must be perfect. I must be first chair. I must be captain of the color guard. I must be, uh, you know, good at this. I must be good at this. I must be in beta club. I'm all of those things. I am thankful for all of my past. I don't regret, you know, anything, but looking back, right? Hindsight, that perfectionism, it, it, it did. It started young. And when she talks about in here, the difference between like perfectionism is other focused, right? What will people think Um, versus healthy striving, which is how can I improve? And that makes me think of, of the situation, right? Fast forward to adulthood, working in the real world. And at a previous job, one of the things that we routinely did was deliver uh, like quarterly business reviews, right? We would report out on our accomplishments and, and performance over the last quarter, talk about goals we had for the next quarter. And we had, I mean, I've done this at numerous jobs uh, and before different leaders. So it's not really a big deal so much to, to do a quarterly business review. And, and it's, it is something that, you know, when you, when you do it, you can, you can feel that healthy striving, right? That how can I improve? Because you're pulling your information. You're like, okay, well, what did I do? Well, we didn't meet this goal, but hey, we met this goal. Well, what did we, what could we do to improve the goal that we didn't meet? Well, of the goals we did meet um, and exceed, like how did we do that? It's there, that's the healthy striving part. 
the part that where it would get where it started to get unhealthy is I remember one time we were told, hey, we're going to do business reviews and, you know, here's the template. I need everybody to get it done. And by the way, some of our senior leaders are going to be there. And, and we need to make sure that it's a good showing, right? That we, we, we show what we've done. Um, you know, we, we've all worked hard and, and we're going to, we're going to, we got to show, show these things. And all of us on the team, right? Knowing our, our leaders and, and how the questions they would ask and the things that they would want to know, it's, it starts to, it started like, I shouldn't say it starts. It did. It turned into this perfectionism piece of what will they think? I'm going to present this information. What will they think? And, and what questions will they ask in the terms of, well, why is that number so low? And, and how are you, how, now why are you doing so well here? And how are you doing that? And what can we pull from that? And so it became less of the striving about how can I improve, but more so about what will people think, right? We weren't answering these questions for ourselves anymore. We, we were now, you know, focused to the point of, I have to, right, I have to know this information, I have to get it right, I have to make sure, I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to, have to. Well, if I have to, right, then, that, then that's something for somebody else, right? If I, if I have to know this so I can show them this so I can do that, that's, that's trying to be perfect for that person versus going through this process and saying, okay, Hey, I didn't meet this number. So what I need to do to, to improve is X, Y, Z. It, there, there is such a difference there. And this, this perfectionism, right? This, what will people think even, even came into this scenario in terms of that we, you know, whenever we would do these and especially this, this particular one, we, we had somebody take all of our slides, we, you know, put them together in one deck made sure that the fonts were the same, the alignment was the same, like everything was right, all the the numbers were right, the on the charts. I mean, we were so meticulous at making sure that this was right. It became more about what they will think about it than the actual purpose of the business review, which was how can we improve? What did we do well and let's celebrate those things, but what did we what did we not do well on and how can we improve that? It, it became less about that and more about what does it look like and are we polished enough in our presentation and can we answer those questions? It became a hustle, right? That's what it became. I mean, we, we scheduled a dry run. I mean, it was just, it was a lot. Like we prepared for this. And then the day comes and leaders are there. We're giving these presentations. Well, then the leader has to leave. These leaders leave. And so part of us, like half of the team didn't even get to go. We spent all of that time, all of that anxiety, that frustration, that, you know, just sweating it out. Like, oh my gosh, I got to make sure I got all this stuff. We spent all of that time and, and didn't get anything. Didn't even get to present. Right? That, like that just, oh, it just, you know, it, like it says, like she said in this thing, it, it, perfectionism hampers achievement. We couldn't even feel like we had achieved anything. 
Like we hadn't, like it didn't even feel like we had done the work. Like that we had learned something about our teams and our past performance that we could be proud of or learn from or improve for the next quarter. Because all of our energy was wrapped up in it being perfect. What will they think about it? And 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 I know it, it it's sometimes it's it seems like a very fine line between how can I improve and what will people think? You know, it, it can seem like a fine line, but it's one we have to we have to make sure that we're looking at. If you if you've ever dealt with perfectionism in the past. You know, I, I know for me, I'm going to take those those two questions. I'm going to put them on a note card and I'm going to put the, put it right in front of my keyboard on my desk, right? Healthy striving. How can I improve? Perfectionism. What will people think? And remind myself of that all the time. Because, because in the past, that's what it was. It was always what will people think versus... How can I improve? And I, and I will say I'm, I am doing much better. I am doing much better uh, with the, you know, well, how can I improve part of it? So, so that information, that came from Dare to Lead. So uh, Brene Brown has a new book out called Atlas of the Heart. And I've been reading it. And she, in Atlas of the Heart, what this book is, it's different than, than books she's written before. It's beautiful, number one. It's got beautiful imagery in it. Uh, beautiful pictures, beautiful like quote pages. It's it's really really nice. It's a very large and heavy book, um, but what she does is she goes through and she's talking about I think it's eighty eighty two or eighty seven emotions, and it defines them. So you know it, there's different sections like places we go when things are uncertain or too much. And there she talks about stress, overwhelm, anxiety, worry, avoidance, excitement, dread, fear, vulnerability. And then you have places, uh, places we go when things aren't what they seem. Uh, places we go when we're hurting. And where perfectionism falls is places we go when we fall short. This particular section actually starts out with shame. And again, I think, I think I'll do shame tomorrow. We're going to talk about shame tomorrow. Um, but perfectionism comes in, comes into this chapter of places we go when we fall short. And she says in here that perfectionism is not striving to be our best or working towards excellence. Uh, healthy striving is internally driven and perfectionism is externally driven by simple but potentially all by the potential and, um, sorry, all these words I'm reading ahead. Perfectionism is externally driven by a simple but potentially all-consuming question, what will people think? Which is exactly what she talked about in Dare to Lead. And so she goes on to say, it may seem counterintuitive, but one of the biggest barriers to working towards mastery is perfection. In our leadership research, we've learned that achieving mastery requires curiosity and uh, viewing mistakes and failures as opportunities for learning. Perfectionism 
kills curiosity by telling us that we have to know everything or we risk looking less than. Perfectionism tells us that our mistakes and failures are personal deficits. So we avoid, we either avoid trying new things or we barely recover every time we inevitably fall short. There's a lot to break down in that paragraph. And I think it's, it's, it's that real, it's, it's that part there about, you know, working toward mastery. A lot of people think mastery equals perfectionism, but it doesn't. If you want to be a master at something, you have to remain curious. You have to understand that you're going to make mistakes. You are going to have failures at times. And those are the times where you're going to have the opportunity to learn. And when you can learn, you can grow. If you're striving to be perfect, right? If you you think about it, like the Olympics are going on right now, right? So you're striving for the perfect 10. And if you're perfect, you can't get any better. That's it. If you're perfect, you can't go higher than a 10. But if you're looking to grow, why do you want to stop at 10? Why? You, if you want to grow, you want to go past that. You got to go to at least 11, right? If you got that joke, congratulations. <laughs> But no, but but what I'm saying, right? I hope, man, I hope that y'all understand because the passion. It's I'm getting fired up about it. Uh, but if you say I want to be perfect, perfect gives you a cap, and you can't go past that. Perfect puts a lid on it. Don't want, don't, don't strive to be perfect. Don't don't strive to to be to be perfect every time. Because again, if you're not failing, if you're not, you know, coming away from something and going back to say, oh, I could have, oh, here, here's what I learned from this experience. And here's what I've learned from this experience. You're never going to grow. You're going to be stuck where you are. And I, I like how it, how she says in here, right? It, it kills the curiosity by telling us that we have to know everything or we risk looking less than. Let me tell you, one of the things as a leader, um, in my time as a leader, that I always try to teach people and I always try to tell people, I don't know all of the answers. And I am 100% okay in telling you I don't know. But I always try to follow that up with some version of, I don't know the answer, but let's go find out. Because that's how we grow. We don't say, I don't know, and walk away. We say, I don't know. Let's grow. Let's go find out. Let's learn together. That's how you move forward. Is you don't, don't strive to be a perfect 10. Keep striving for more. Because a 10 is just a 10. That's it. That's all you could ever be if that's all you're striving for. If you're tr- striving to be the perfect 10, that's all you have. That's all you'll ever, that, that's, that's it. When you can pull that lid off and say, I want to grow. I want to grow past that level. All right, I'm going to turn the page to see if there was anything else I wanted to share because I am over. 
Um, but I did tell you that I might go over. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, yes. So she says on the, on the next page in here, she says, understanding the difference between healthy striving and perfectionism is critical to laying down the shield and picking up your life. Because again, if you're only striving, if you're striving for the perfect 10, you, you put a cap on a, on it, on how high you can go. Whereas if you, if you're just continually striving to learn more and to grow more, you, you get to surpass that. You get to, you know, surpass that, that perfect 10 because you, you've grown and you've learned. And, and one of the things too, about growing and learning, guess what? You may change your opinion. You may learn something that makes you change the way you view something. You may be able to overcome a bias that you have. You may be able to open up your mind to different things and be open to talking to people of different views than you. And you can grow from that versus saying, no, I am perfect. This is the best way to think. And this is the only way to think. And you, if you do that, you're shutting down so many things. So don't, don't, it's hard. Trust me. I am right there with you, right? I said it 20 minutes ago. I am a recovering perfectionist. I still struggle with this in so many areas, but it's gotten so much better when, because I've I've really been putting in the effort to ask myself instead of what will they think? How can I improve? This, this goes into asking for feedback too, right? The way that I've, I'm now asking for feedback, I am definitely asking it in a way where I am prepared to get the feedback. I am prepared for somebody to tell me, hey, this could be better this way. Because I'm open to that growth. I'm not asking for feedback for you to tell me that it's perfect. If I was asking for feedback like that, then I'm asking, I want to know what, what do they think? Do they think it's perfect? Well, sure. I want to know if my design's good or my, my outline's good or the, the thought process is good. Sure. I want to know those things, but I also want to know how I can improve. How can I make it better? Because without that question of how can I improve, you stay stuck. You stay stuck. And I don't want to stay stuck. And I hope you don't want to either. I hope you don't want to stay stuck in this endless, you know, striving to, to be perfect and to, and to be perfect for somebody else and to, and to have all these perfect things. It's, it's one thing to say, hey, we need to do a superb job on this. I think, I think about large companies and, and I mean, I mean, y'all know, I used to work for Apple. So I, I think about a keynote, right? Apple keynotes are pristine. They are so, they're, they're a well-oiled machine, right? And they practice those things. And they, they practice and they go over and they test and they do. There is a lot of preparation that goes into that. 
I am sure that there are things we will never know sitting on the outside. Like things I'm sure go wrong and we never know, right? Because they've, they, they know they have a plan. They've walked through these things. How can I improve? If this happens, how can I improve? Versus having that mentality of it must be right. It must be right. It must be right. What will they think if we fail? What would they? No, we don't. Let's not go into this with the mentality. What if, what will they think? But let's practice. Let's figure out how can I improve so I can put the best version out there. It's, it's not about being perfect. It's about putting the best version that you can out there. Because then you, then you can be very, then you've practiced, you've asked for the feedback. How can I improve your striving in that healthy way to grow and do? And then you get to it and, and let's say it's a presentation, right? You've practiced and you've practiced and you've practiced and you feel good. And you've done dry runs with your peers and you've gotten that feedback, right? And it comes to the day, and man, you you you're in it, right? And you're going through it, and man, you get and you get rave reviews from your class or whoever you're presenting to. Oh, it was so great! It was so great! I love all the new stuff. Blah blah blah. Now inside, you're probably going, "Oh, I messed up on that. I messed up on slide seven. I said this. I should have said that." Internally, you may be going through that. Hey, I missed these things. But because you practiced, because you prepared, you can, you were continually asking yourself, how can I improve? The final product looked like a 10 to those people. It looked like a 10 to them because you had done the work. You had grown through it. I, I, I hope that I pulled that back around. I, I, sorry, I get really passionate about this stuff. And just reading it and walking through it with you uh, on the podcast today, like just fired up, ready to go. <laughs> Let me go. Let me go. Tell the world. <laughs> uh, maybe me and Brene will get together sometime. We're going to be passionate about uh, about perfectionism and, and making that go away <laughs> together. Um, I'm excited to talk more about some of her ideas, especially around shame uh, tomorrow. Um, and, and maybe we'll we'll continue this conversation a little bit more. Uh, you know, I've got a couple other things I want to talk about too. But this is th- this this I'm passionate about. I'm so passionate about helping you. Um, you know, find that point where you're you're asking yourself, how can I improve versus what will people think? So I. Thank you for hanging in there with me. I am almost double the promised time today, but man, I'm sorry, fired up, ready to go. Uh, so uh, I will, uh, I will, I'm excited to hear, uh, hear from you. Let me know on social media, like what, what your thoughts are about the conversation today. I would love to know. You're welcome to um, send me something personally uh, on Instagram at Miss Heather B. Dot. Um, or you can comment on the picture that I post or you can DM me, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I will, uh, I will be back tomorrow and we're going to talk about shame and how, how that makes us feel. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get some words again from Brene uh, and we're going to talk about it. But until then, remember, you are loved. 
You are worthy. And there are great things ahead for you if you trust and believe in the Lord. I love you folks. I will see you again tomorrow. Bye.